This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. This is A's Cast Live. We want to find what's going on with the Oakland Athletics, with the general manager of the Oakland A's, David Forrest. How are you in San Diego? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for getting me out of my room. And uh, First time out of the room? Uh, we did have a nice dinner last night at the Skipper's house, so we got out, we got out of the hotel for that. But, uh, yeah, we've been holed up most of the day in between phone calls and watching soccer games. We, we've been in the room all day so far today. Well, you know, it's so interesting is to get all the baseball people here and you got all the media and everybody, uh, former players, you know, MLB Network, everybody's working the lobby, the lobby, but the guys who truly make the decisions, you guys are in your rooms. <laughs> we are. We spend a lot of time. I mean, first of all, it's nice to have our whole group together, you know, people coming from around the country. So you get everybody together in one place. You do kind of want to spend time with your own group. So we do spend a lot of time in the room. Uh, but also, it's not, it's, just, it's not time effective to go through the lobby here or try to go to other teams' rooms or agents' rooms. It's easier just to, to have those conversations, you know, while we're all together in one place. Yeah, the meetings have dramatically changed since you got into this business to where, yeah, no one had cell phones. No one, had, no one even <laughs> had pagers back in the day. I mean, it's like everybody had a hotel. You had a hotel yeah. landline. So, yeah, you guys had to meet. And then now with cell phones and Zooms and everything, yeah, you don't need di- that. it's different. I mean, you talk I, – I remember Eric Kubota telling stories from, from early on about when Sandy was the GM – you know, Eric was in the scouting department. Eric had to sit in the room, like, next to the hotel fo- phone and, like, take calls for, like, Sandy and other clubs that wanted to get together. Like, that was how you did it. So you knew who wanted to meet, and then Sandy would go to someone else's room, and when he came back, Eric had messages for him. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, needless to say, the, the format has changed a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're doing deals via text. We're, we're Zooming with players instead of players flying in you can zoom with them to have meetings and uh so it's a little different now you know we were in the exact same spot in 2019 but you know at that point a lot of people you just kind of forget about but it was the last time that we actually had the winter meetings and sandy told us i couldn't believe it we were all shocked that one of the trades for ricky henderson he was looking in baseball america at prospects you want to talk about how far the game has come <laughs> yeah. from the 80s to where we are today. I, I'm assuming you don't get a magazine anymore, uh, an actual <laughs> paper magazine to look at prospects to see who you're going to trade for. No, I don't, I don't know what a magazine is. Um, but I will say, like, you know, when we're, we're looking at uh, other organizations, you do keep an eye on how you know, prospects are ranked by, you know, whether it's Baseball America or ESPN or Baseball Prospectus. You, you know, there is some sort of uh, 
you know, some sort of industry standard that you're looking at to see how, you know, how prospects are valued. But, um, but no, we have, you know, we have our evaluations, we have scouts. It's, it's a different process now when you're going through other teams, uh, other teams' players. You know, I've been asked this question by people outside of Oakland where they ask, like, now that Billy Bean's not a part of baseball operations, how is it going to go? <laughs> and my answer is always like, um, the same? <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of, I mean, nothing's really changing. I mean, you've been the GM now for years. You were running the lot of the, you were running a lot of the team when you were the assistant general manager. So it's like, so to let everybody know, it's kind of business as usual is the best way to put it. Yeah, I think it absolutely is. And and Billy is never far away. I've I've talked to him three times already today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be crazy not to lean on him and his advice going forward. I mean, he is, you know, officially now in an advisory role and, and going to work with John on some things as well. But, um, but baseball ops is obviously where his passion is, and, and he's got a, a ton of expertise and advice that we're all going to continue to lean on. All right, so obviously Twitter is just, it's very deadly at this time because there's so many different things going out there. And it's really really unfair to the players. But, I mean, you've had to deal with already. I mean, walking in here today, people thought Sean Murphy was already traded, and that's not the case. That is not the case. No, I, uh, yeah, I had only been in the building for 20 minutes yesterday when apparently things, you know, went wild on Twitter. I started hearing from clubs and writers. I had no idea what was going on. Um, So that's part of the environment now is that there are, you know, there have always been rumors. You know, the winter meetings was always about rumors and what are you hearing in the lobby and what, you know, talk to other clubs and and Twitter has sort of exponentially uh, increased the the uh, the reach of, I guess, those rumors. So, no, I mean, you deal with it. And and look, in a way, um, it being out there that Sean Murphy had basically been traded, it it kind of accelerated some of those conversations in a way. I mean, cl- clubs call like, what, what's going on? I thought we were in the middle of discussion or, you know, or, yeah. or agents call and say, Hey, I thought this was, this happened. So it, it's weird. It, it changes your conversation um, and what you sort of want out there. Um, but it also sort of helps things along. And, and we're all sort of always complaining about how slow the free agent market moves or how slow trade conversations go. Well, this, this is a week that has the ability to accelerate that. But you are right now listening to offers for Sean? I am, yeah. I mean, we're having conversations. He's an incredibly popular player. He has been since the end of the season. I think I, I said that at the GM meetings when I talked to the media there. And um, it's obviously, you know, an area where we do have some depth. And, and Shea came up and uh, got his feet wet. I think, um, you know, both those guys coexisted in August and September and did a great job. There's there's some depth elsewhere in the organization, but none of those guys is Sean Murphy yet. So I think we're open to seeing what the possibilities are. We we have a lot of work to do on the major league team. I mean, obviously our goal this offseason is to make this team better in 23, to give Mark and his staff um, some more talent to work with. And if, if that is achieved potentially by dealing from a position of strength, then we have to explore that. I've learned this from Mark Kotze, and I've learned this from Bob Melvin. You hate losing. Okay. You hate losing. And I want fans to know that because – you know, in a year where you lose 102 games, it bugs you. You yeah, want to win. Yeah, look, we're all, I mean, we all come to the park 162 times a year, you know, hoping to go home happy. I mean, I don't think that's unique to me, unique to our organization or anybody who works here. Like, it's not that much fun to go home with a loss. So, um, 
you know, I, I again, I I was with Mark just about every night this year. I saw what he went through trying, you know, trying to get through the season where, you know, he wasn't necessarily given as much talent as, as he probably deserves. And um, it's incumbent upon us to try and get better, to try and add major league talent. Like, you know, now are we going to, uh, you know, are we going to sign someone to a $300 million contract? Probably not. But we, we do have ways to get better and make the roster better. Where are you going to be in 11 years? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I've been asking everybody. I mean, the only person in this building that knows where they're going to be in 11 years is Trey Turner. No one else. Cody, <laughs> like all of us are like, right. I mean, am I going to have grandkids at that point? I mean, not, 11 yeah. years. None of, us are get, none of us are getting full no trade clauses like that either. I'm just so. like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my themes, I always like to do themes, you know, when we're down in spring training or, or an event like this, is how do the A's get better? How do the A's get better in these next three days? Really, yeah. it's four. You were here yesterday. How do you guys get better these next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Well, we haven't, you know, I've been asked that question a few times this offseason, and I haven't necessarily narrowed it down to, like, specific areas of the club or specific players. Like, I think we, we have – a lot of room to improve. And I think, you know, you look at the rotation, you look at the bullpen, the position player group, offense, defense. I mean, there are there are a lot of ways to do it. Um, you know, the bullpen maybe is, is one of the quicker, easier ways to improve. We had a handful of games last year that we just didn't nail down. And, and if you do win those games in the ninth inning, your record probably looks different. You, you know, you win closer to 70 games, and it, it puts a little different spin on the season. Uh, so the bullpen is an area we've always felt like if we can make incremental improvements and, and sort of move guys you know, back or forth in the game where they belong, that helps. Uh, position player-wise, I think we need, to, you know, we need that offense. We, we really do. We, we have a few players you know, who took leaps forward last year in Murph and Brownie. Um, you know, guys like Dermis Garcia came up and, and did a nice job. Got to get Ramon healthy, do some things that, that improve the, sort of the consistency of the offense. But we need to add some bats and some, some more consistent major league at bats. Um, and then the depth of rotation. I like the talent we have in our rotation uh, and the guys we have coming back. But you know, you know you're going to need depth. Um, part of the reason we asked A.J., puck to get ready as a starter because we know we're going to need options and, and add to that depth so um i look it's a long-winded way of saying there's any number of ways we could make this team better really an interesting spring coming up here for aj because it's like okay can he make it into the rotation if not there's now not that question of whether he can be successful in the bullpen. Right. You got that in your back pocket. Yeah, no, he took a big leap from where he was 12 months ago. And I, I said the other day, like, he needed to go out and have a healthy season, and he did. And he worked hard to stay healthy, he worked hard to be available, you know, just about every night out there. And, and then when it was all said and done, he came to Cots and to Emo and said, I, I'd like to have the chance to start again. Um, so we're going to give him that shot. And, and, yeah, he will be one of a number of things that we're looking to evaluate in the spring. And people need to know right now you're dealing with agents. You're looking to acquire players right now. Yeah. No, that's been the case, you know, all off season. Again, like I said earlier, this week has a tendency to accelerate things when, you know, when guys start going off the table and we've seen a couple signings, you know, obviously the very top of the market with DeGrom and Verlander and Trey Turner signing, those, those have trickle effects on down and other, other players and other clubs start making their moves. Um, so we've had a lot of conversations with agents over the past few weeks. We've you know, made some offers. We're involved in free agency and, and hope to get something done. You know, when we were growing up, everybody loved veteran managers. 
Everybody loved veteran players to help get you over the top, like the A's did it in the late 80s. Uh, then you saw the, the Toronto Blue Jays do that a lot when they won their two World Series, whether it's Winfield and Molitor and Stu and Jack mm-hmm. Morris and those guys. The Yankees did that in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then all of a sudden that kind of went away. It feels like it's kind of coming back, right, <laughs> where you got Dusty and then you got Buck Showalter and now you got Bochy back in the game and Verlander at 40 years old is getting two years. DeGrom at 35 is getting five years. So giving money to older players, veteran managers, is that getting back into the game? <laughs> I don't know about the manager's part. Um, you know, I think that's just cyclical. As far as the players are concerned, I think guys, are their careers are getting longer. They're, they're staying in shape. Um, yeah, I mean, look at some of the pitchers who are still pitching into their late 30s and 40s. Guys have done an incredible job of, of staying on the field. Um, but anytime you're dealing in free agency, you've got guys, you know, who've been in the league six or seven years, and, and you're talking about more veteran guys, you want to be able to bring that experience into your club at the same time that it, it brings the talent with it. So it's not, look, it's nice to be able to compete w- for those guys. And, um, and anytime, you know, anytime you can bring that experience, it's, it's valuable. We obviously have a, a very young group. You know, we brought up a lot of players from the minor leagues. We brought guys into the bullpen who didn't have a lot of major league experience. Um, anytime you can add, you know, add some sort of, you know, some leadership, some veteran group, some veteran presence to that, it it helps. When do you start setting your own expectations for the team? I know it's a long way to go. you got a lot of guys to sign. And you got that luxury of being able to take chances with certain players and bring guys to spring training. When do you, as a general manager, start going, okay, this is what I expect for 2023? Because I'm I'm assuming coming out of the lockout was just like – who knows? Yeah, I mean, that was such a weird timing and off-season. I mean, we, we have historically continued to make deals into February and March. So I, I don't think until we get to, you know, close to opening day do we really feel like, okay, wh- what do we have in front of us? And some of the deals we've made, you know, later in the off-season have been some of our best deals. So uh, as exciting as it is to sort of be involved in things right now and to maybe say you, you came away from the winter meetings with – a deal or two, I, I think we know that, that patience pays off. If you make a deal in February, it doesn't count any less than one you made in December. Um, and I don't think we put necessarily expectations on the sort of the whole club until you get to some point in March where you're like, all right, this is what our 26-man roster is probably going to look like. What I find interesting about what your job is, it's like so different. We're next to the Yes Network, right, and the Yankees. So the Yankees <laughs> yeah. never – the Yankees don't come down to the winter meetings and go, are we buyers this year? Are we sellers? Are we just not doing anything? They have to do what yeah. they do. You, though, year-to-year changes, right? You go through a run where you've won X amount of games. You know, all of a sudden, you're in the playoffs for three straight years. So there's years where you come in as a buyer. There's years where you come in as a seller. And there's years where you come in and go, eh, maybe we're not going to do. What is that like, the difference in when you come here and, and the goals are yeah. far different? Yeah, I mean, I think you know that we always want to come into the offseason with a chance to kind of maximize what we have to work with and, and to put the best team on the field. Last year was a, was an aberration, I think, in my time here and that we just didn't have the opportunity to build the club back up after we made the deals that we did. Um, but you always come in with wanting to, you know, use what's what's available, make the team as good as possible. Sometimes that involves selling, so to speak, and making trades of, you know, of older guys to add to the young the young foundation. 
Um, but it, it is, it's a little bit of strategy. It's a little bit of like, hey, necessity, sort of, that, that's, that's what we have to do. Um, so I, I think anytime we're here, we get to the offseason, you want to try and make the club as good as you possibly can. It just, it happens different ways than, you know, a, a big market club who always comes in with, you know, money to spend on free agency. Our fan base needs to know. Basically, you're given each year, whatever it is, and year to year it changes, you're given so much. Our fans need to know you try and maximize everything you're given. Yeah. So, like, fans, it's, like, weird. It's, like, fans think that you have, like, this checkbook. And you go, well, this year I don't want to spend. This year I do. That's not how it works. And they just don't want to accept it. But I want them to hear it from you is that whatever the – and you say it with the rules, too. Whatever the rules are, we'll do whatever we – Yeah. It's, like, whatever you're given, you're going to do everything you can to win like hell. Yeah. We're going to try, we're going to try and spend what we can and try and make this team good. I, look, we're in a, a period as an organization where there's there's obviously a lot of uncertainty about, about the ballpark and future revenues and where this whole thing is headed. Um, but we've operated with that, you know, <laughs> pretty consistently. In, Long during, time. During my time here. Yeah. Um, and we – you know, and we do. And we found a way to be successful. Like, we've got – you know, we've got a big hill to climb coming from where we were in 22, considering our division includes the world champs, a team that made the playoffs for the first time in 20 years, and, frankly, a few teams that are all going to spend close to $200 million apiece. So it is a big task, but we believe we can get better. And that's, that's where we have to sort of start. A great analogy is is that you've been playing the same golf course for a long time. You know where to hit it, where not to hit it. I mean, you play the same course every single year. Let's end on this. You personally, what has changed about you over the years from a young David Force who got into this job who, you know, who's saying I, I should have been drafted out of Harvard in the first round. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. So to being that guy <laughs> to, like, where you are today, you're a general manager of a major league baseball team. You've dealt with COVID. You've dealt with the lockout. You've dealt with a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of heavy stuff, too. Just just what is different about you now than when, like, you first came in the business? I, I think it's only natural to sort of feel – this the responsibility of being in this position whether that's about the people who work here the you know the players on the field and the fans who you know who spend their money to support this team i think i think it's natural to feel a big responsibility uh to you know to create something unique and and something that that people want to come see so that's that's the biggest difference for me is like you know i got in to this line of work because I didn't know what else to do <laughs> because I loved because I loved baseball and I still do. Um, but it was, you know, it was kind of a fun thing to do. I think now it is you, you sort of feel the weight of it. And, and the you know, the A's are sort of their community institution. Like there are a lot of people who've been A's fans for 50 years and, and who come to the ballpark expecting to see, you know, something that makes them proud. And, and that sort of the weight of that sort of follows us around of, of everything that we're doing and we got people who've worked for the team we got people who work who work for you who have been here longer than you yeah I have no no doubt there are people who who this you know the a's are their life and again like i said that's people who work here it's people who support us and and uh you you know you want to sort of keep the tradition going and and continue something that's been going for a long time please tell me since you're in the room you're, you 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 have a big room i get <laughs> Because back in the day, remember they used to, like ESPN used to show, and I remember they were doing the Manny Ramirez, and like, obviously everybody's boozing late at night, 
but they're like in like regular small rooms with like queen size beds. Please tell me you got a big room. We have a nice suite. I'll send a picture. I'll send a picture so you can uh, trust. We can spread out. How was your son's party at the chicken pie shop in Walnut <laughs> Creek? How did it go? I told you he went to a bar mitzvah party Saturday night. He had a great time. So I went and picked him up. It was the first time I'd ever made it out there. So now I know where to go. We got to get more ace parties out there. We got to get you. When you're looking to have that front office party, yep. let us host you. Okay. We'll be out there. Well, back to your room. Have a good time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. David Forrest, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.